fake grapefruits! Fake! It's true, folks. The Biden administration is just a giant joke. They're nothing but a bunch of liars. We had uh, Karine Jean-Pierre, the, the White House spokes turkey. She was in front of the camera today and said, our economy has never been stronger. It's great. It's wonderful. It's perfect. Everything's, it's unbelievable. Our economy is strong. The American economy is strong. Oh, Biden tweeted or, or quoted today as saying that the American worker, uh, that's who matters. Now the Democrats are going to come out and start pushing this. We're for the American worker. Really? Really? By raising fuel prices up, up, up? By raising food prices up, up, up? By making uh, baby food unavailable? That's what's going to fix America, folks. It has hit the fan. These people are at the helm. They are driving us straight into the ground, straight into the ground. In fact, Biden is such, it, it, it's just mind-blowing. He can't even read the teleprompter. He's not in charge. He is a big joke. I'm surprised he can even read the teleprompter. He read the teleprompter, end of quote. He literally read the instructions. They put instructions on the screen to tell him what to do. This is the end of your quote, right? No, he, he reads it. Unbelievable. Gaff after gaff after gaff. Bad decision after bad decision after bad decision. Where is the America that you and I know? We have to be prepared, folks. Food, water, shelter, clothing, medicine, means of self-defense and a plan. We have to be prepared because these people are going to turn the dogs of war loose on us. They are. They're going to turn the dogs of war loose on us. They've got these abortion idiots running around threatening to burn the country down. We dodged a bullet with Akron, Ohio. We really did. We really did. But I expect there to be more. Folks, I expect there to be more accidents. I expect there to be more stupidity. And I expect these radicals out there to cause trouble. Now, I mean, what do we do with our country, folks? Well, we're supposed to be holding elections. I thought foreign meddling. I, I thought that was not allowed, right? Well, the president of Mexico is telling Mexicans in Texas, do not vote for anti-immigrant and immoral Governor Abbott. Really, really, a foreign meddling, folks, that even Putin didn't do, right? He was accused of all kinds of meddling in our election. But now we have a foreign president of Mexico, no less. And Texas hires, has in its employ, not the state or quite possibly the state, but certainly everything, as big as Texas is, how many Mexican families how many Mexican families go to Mexico, work legally with a green card or a visa of some sort, and then turn around and take that money out of Texas and back into Mexico? Well, maybe that border just gets shut down all the way. Would, would, would the Mexican president like that? Would that be immoral? Unbelievable, folks. That's just one. It's just one of many problems. Welcome to the Friday free-for-all. This is a big one, folks. I missed last one because I was all effed up. Well, I'm back right now. Folks, when you, by the way, for those of you wondering, like it was one video, I'm fine. The next video, I'm all jacked up. And the next video, I'm fine. <laughs> Kidney stones. It, it, it's like getting kicked in the nuts. You, you don't feel anything till you feel it. And when you feel it, man, does it hurt and it takes you down. And then when it's done hurting, you're like, hey, I guess I'm fine, huh? Now, I think I'm done with them. Anyways, point is, is it's a big Friday, folks. I'm glad to be here. It's the end of the week. TGIF, you know, and uh, maybe you've noticed as of late, I've been saying instead of Godspeed to America, I've been saying, God bless America. This country needs it. I am not a giant 
wear it on my sleeve, religious guy, but we're in big, big trouble in this country. You and I are doing all we should do. We're getting food, water, shelter, clothing, medicine, means of self-defense together, gathering it together, putting a plan together. How do we defend ourselves in the coming world between defending ourselves from an invasion on the southern border to an invasion of communists who are everywhere? How do we defend ourselves against the government at the federal level that hates us? How do we defend ourselves against uh, a social media and mainstream media uh, series of empires that want to bring America down? It's unbelievable, folks. Now, <clears throat> Friday Free For All, what makes it unique? What makes it special? Well, you on Subscribestar, you get to come here live with me. Now, typically during the week, you guys get to put your questions into Jolene. And then after I do my monologue, I read your questions and we do a Q&A session. But on Friday, we do things a little differently. We like to take your questions, right, intermittently throughout the entire show. So get your questions into Jolene. We've got a lot to cover. It's not just what happened today. It's what's been happening all week. You can bring up whatever you want. Something from this week, last week, a prediction about next week. Uh, a person or a group of people and a, a series of events, a prediction, whatever you want to talk about, get it up on the board because it matters. Get it to Jolene because it matters. It truly does. Understand this, folks. There are people out there right now watching this show and your questions go out to them, your thoughts, your concerns, because a lot of people have those same exact concerns and they want to talk about it. So let's dig into it, shall we? Let's dig into it. I want to start with a big one here. This is this one caught me by surprise. Up in Canada, where the government, the health minister said, well, you're never going to be fully vaccinated. You're going to have to go get some more Jim Jones juice every, I don't know, nine months or so. Staying current, that's going to be the new thing. Well, Canada is now set to destroy 13.6 million that's right, folks, million, 13.6 million doses of AstraZeneca Jim Jones juice because nobody wants it. Nobody wants it, folks. So they're going to destroy it. Well, I sure hope they destroy it properly, fully. Take whatever is in that junk and just melt it down into basic nothingness. That is some dangerous shit out there, folks. Can you believe that someone would actually take that stuff and, and squirt it inside of their body? Your skin, right? Our skin. Skin covers our entire body, the exterior, is uh, the largest organ of the human body. It has arguably the most important purpose of all, and that's protect us. Protect us from infection. Protect us from just being attacked by germs. It's a protective layer between, layer between the outside world and who, who we are as a living being. It's a layer. It's a barrier, I was trying to say. And these people will take something and inject it right through that, right through that protective barrier. And now it's trapped inside of you. And if it's toxic garbage, what is that? I mean, just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Okay. Let's do this. Let's step forward, see who wants to be first <laughs> on the Prepare My Channel on Friday, free for all. We got fourth dimension. <coughs> and this is Kaz, and he checks in, and he says, hey, John, talk about the CCP control of the Panama Canal. The CCP is the uh, Chinese Communist Party, folks, and controlling the Panama Canal. Uh, they have controlled the Panama Canal, if, if my memory serves me, for a long time now. A long time. They bought the rights to it. They bought the control of the Panama Canal. Um, and they they control it. Now, there's supposed to be quite a bit, uh, quite a bit of rules surrounding the Panama Canal. 
Let me start with number one. Thousands of men died making the Panama Canal, died of malaria, died of, oh, by the way, there's a drug that cures malaria. That's right. There's a drug that cures malaria that we're not allowed to say the name of because it also cures other diseases. Okay. <clears throat> the thousands of men died creating the Panama Canal. It's it's not one giant canal that leads all the way across Panama. It's actually a uh, it's a series of locks um, from the, the Pacific to the uh, Gulf of Mexico, right? And there's locks going up. And then at the very top, there's a very long uh, reservoir, lake. And it, it's constantly being filled with rainwater because, you know, Panama. And uh, it's it saves billions, if not trillions of dollars in shipping over the last hundred years. The Panama Canal is a is a marvel. It's an absolute marvel for what it does. Shipping does not have to go all the way around uh, Tierra del Fuego, the south tip of uh, South America. It's a big, big deal, folks. And to, why it was sold? Why why the United States who funded that? Right? Why it was sold or, or granted over to the the, the Chinese? You know, money, I guess. It's just, it's it's a shocker. It's an absolute shocker to me that it was ever done, that it was given to the Chinese. Now, what what's kind of upsetting about that is, well, what if the Chinese want to uh, deny transit to somebody? Can they do that? Well, uh, according to the rules, the answer is no. They're not allowed to do that sort of thing. But uh, let's see, in America, are businesses supposed to be able to deny me and you our rights? No, no, no. A business can't deny you entry into their store. Business should not be able to say you cannot buy something or you must buy these other things. A store in America shouldn't be able to say, we don't like your social credit score. We don't like what you said. And so we're going to deny you business, right? Private companies aren't supposed to be able to do that. Well, what if China were to turn around and say, no, we don't like, we don't like your company. We don't like where this product is going. We're going to deny it because, you know, social credit score. That's exactly what China has, folks. What if they decide to rewrite the rules the same way, you know, our government just decides to rewrite the rules or corporations decide to rewrite the rules. That's the fear. And then what happens? Are we going to go to war with China? You know, this, this entire problem with sovereignty and our rights, responsible government. It's pretty obvious now that the United States government out of Washington, D.C. is both irresponsible and, and, as far as I'm concerned, dangerous. Are they helping Americans? No, no, they're harming Americans. Fuel prices up, food prices up, everything is up. It's not helping. That's a danger to our American way of life. It's it's incredible. Absolutely incredible what is happening. Okay, thank you, Kaz, very much for that. Um, <clears throat> I want to continue with the idea that the government is dangerous. Right? The other day I was discussing that China, Russia, and, and others are going to practice war games in Venezuela. Uh, Will Russia or China take the uh, Panama Canal, transit it with their warships and head to Venezuela uh, for these, these war games, this first inaugural Western Hemisphere war games with Eastern powers? Yeah, Russia and China are from the East. They need to really come all the way across the Pacific or all the way across Europe and then the Atlantic just to have some military exercises in the jungle. Anyways, danger. And speaking of danger, folks, Senators Blumenthal. You probably heard of Sidney Blumenthal. And I know you've heard of uh, Lindsay Light and the Loafers Graham. Both of these senators have called for, quote, hand-to-hand -hand insurgency. They have both called for fighting, folks, hand-to-hand -hand insurgency in Russia. I'm sorry, in Russian-occupied Ukraine. See, they don't want to say it. They don't want to say that 
where the Russians are is no longer Ukraine. Russia has defeated the Ukraine military in eastern Ukraine, and it's no longer eastern Ukraine. What is it? Luhansk and Donetsk, whatever these territories are called. It's eastern, uh, they're eastern republics. They're free. But Senators Blumenthal and Senator Graham both flew all the way over to Kiev, folks. I guess they had nothing better to do this week than to fly over to Kiev and meet with another light in the loafers person, Voldemort Zelensky. Like they were meeting with him and saying, this is what we want you to do. We want you to keep fighting. I'm just curious, where are they getting all of the people <laughs> in, in Ukraine that want to go over there and fight? Now, now they didn't say hand-to-hand -hand combat. They said hand-to-hand -hand insurgency. What is an insurgency, folks? They're freedom fighters. Okay, the, the insurgency is who is fighting our troops in Afghanistan. Basically, uh, guerrilla warrior terror cells. That's what Blumenthal and Graham are down to. So think about it, folks. They're down from having a military with, with armored personnel and tanks and some helicopters and some planes in Ukraine to now we want you to go in there and fight by hand. That's what, I mean, Zelensky's like, yeah, yeah, let's keep doing that. Unbelievable. You're out of tanks. <laughs> You're out of aircraft. You're out of large standing armies. So now we want you to develop crack teams, small insurgency teams to go in across the border into a country that is not your own anymore. I want you to leave Ukraine proper and go into former Ukraine territory and hand-to-hand -hand fight. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean with knives, folks, but, you know, no air support. No tanks, no artillery, none of that. Of course, Blumenthal and Graham want to send in more uh, tanks and rocket launchers. They want to send in more American equipment. They do. They want to send in short range and some longer range missiles and rockets to be launched into, uh, into former Ukraine territory. <clears throat> At some point, don't these new states... Don't they have uh, sovereign rights at some point? Aren't they going to get tired of Ukraine insurgency in their country screwing with them? I guess that's how that goes. I mean, maybe here in America, maybe, maybe we should have an insurgency. And I'm being facetious. I'm trying to make the point here, right? Maybe, maybe the federal government would really like it if there was hand-to-hand -hand insurgency that was attacking them. Would they like that? I don't think they'd like that at all. I don't think they'd appreciate anyone from another country. Like, I don't know, Russia. What if Putin, what if Putin flew to, say, somewhere in Central America and encouraged fighters to start insurgencies against the U.S. government inside the United States of America? Well, I wouldn't appreciate that very much. I don't think the government would either, but that's basically what they're doing here. I just, I, I tell, I tell Blumenthal and Graham, why don't you grab a rifle then, you bunch of turds? If, if this is so important, if it's so necessary, well, it's really not. All it is is about continuing to fight and keeping the war going. It's really, in my opinion, disgusting what these people are doing and pushing for. Because it can lead to a wider war. One in which they don't have to fight. And I don't think those two scumbags even have kids. Right? I don't think they have any butt babies. But I don't want my children or my grandchildren in the next generation to have to go fight a war for these douches. Crazy stuff. All right. Enough of me. What do you guys want to talk about? Jolene, who is next? On Friday, free-for-all, we got Blue Accord Devil checking in. And he says, here's a question. Hearing more and more county sheriff's departments and local police departments 
not responding unless a violent crime is going on. Wonder how long until people start taking law into their own hands. Okay, this started back when BLM was marching through people's neighborhoods. They're marching through business sections and harassing people, harassing businesses. And um, it started back then. Police saying, we're overwhelmed. We can't help you because people were calling. Hey, we got a problem. Hey, we got a problem. We got violence. We got a problem. We got a bunch of young punks here. Got a problem. The police were like, there's nothing we can do. We don't have enough units. We're done. Now, fast forward to today. <coughs> we have a problem. And that is that police whether it's police departments in city or county sheriff, they don't have the money for the fuel budget. See, they get everything budgeted. They don't just spend money, spend money, spend money. Oh, wow. That's right. Yeah. Let's see when the federal government wants to hand out militarized equipment. That's a handout from the federal government. It doesn't come out of the regular budget. But fuel has gone, what, through the roof, doubled or more. And so police departments and sheriff's departments don't have the funds to continue to send cars everywhere, every time somebody wants. Now, in my opinion, I say, well, then that's too bad. If the police and the sheriff cannot respond or will not respond when called, I guess it is up to the people, is it not, to protect and defend themselves. Now, uh, in most cases, it's my understanding, when the sheriff is called out or the police are called out, it's not to respond to a bank robbery or a murder scene. It's because there's a domestic dispute. It's because there's an accident, an automobile accident, or a minor crime has been committed. Minor crime like theft, uh, maybe, you know, uh, well, I said domestic dispute. And they're just not going to show up for that. You know, that's public service. And it's just not going to exist in this country anymore. So you got to have insurance. Is that how that works? Got to have insurance. But if someone hits your car, the police won't be there. We got some big, big, big problems coming. Uh, the police not showing up is not a problem until it becomes a huge freaking problem. And I think those days are ahead of us. You see the, the police uh, are already saying we can't be there. And we haven't even gotten to the violence in the summer yet. It is July 8th. It's July 8th, right? It is summertime now. It's hot. But I don't think we've gotten to the violence yet. Now, I would, I would hope and pray that we don't at all, but we do have the left wing out there. They are the ones who are violent. They are the ones who promise more violence. I really suggest that you be very alert to what's going on nationally, and that means being right here in the prepared mind. I recommend being uh, aware of what's going on locally in your world. And then I also recommend you being prepared to defend yourself. The one of the best ways to do this is to not only have freedom seed spreaders, not only have a good understanding of the law and your rights, make sure you understand your rights in the law, folks. You call the police, they don't show up. You're being threatened violently. You have no choice but to defend yourself, your family. Uh, but it's, I think it's coming, folks. There's going to be this question of, well, who did this? You know, um, I don't know, officer. Maybe if you guys had shown up. But the best way to defend yourself is to make sure it's not just you standing there alone against the world, but your neighbors, your neighborhood. Make sure you know who is there, who belongs there, who doesn't. And if things get nasty, you get organized. You get organized and you have a neighborhood watch, right? There's lots of veterans out there who are more than willing to stand a watch and protect the neighborhood. There's a lot of veterans out there and retirees who know the law and are willing to defend. we got some hard times coming, folks. Hard times coming.
And I don't think it's going to be all that easy. Now, <clears throat> I have this opinion I want to share with you. It has to do with self-defense, has to do with SHTF, has to do with the very nature of our country. It is my opinion that Biden, the Department of Justice, the Attorney General's Office, and the Federal Bureau of Investigation are inviting assassination. It's my belief that they're inviting assassination of the United States Supreme Court justices. We have had one person arrested. We've had multiple people threatening the justices. Right? In fact, just the other day, Justice Kavanaugh had to be evacuated out the back of a restaurant in Washington, D.C. with his security detail because he was being harassed on the street in fact, everyone in the restaurant was harassed very loudly, very rudely harassed and threatened. It's illegal. It is against the law. Now, the people tried, uh, these protesters tried saying the restaurant was bad for allowing Kavanaugh there. And the restaurant responded publicly and said, you people are rude and others have a right to eat and live peacefully without them. Oh yeah, folks, it's going to get nasty. Now, right, pro-abortion protest mobs forced, you know, Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh to leave uh, this restaurant. It's called Morton's Steakhouse, right? But they're not being arrested. They're not being stopped. They're in the public. They're at their homes. But remember this, this is what I think is key to take away from this. Remember this, if a justice is assassinated or is assaulted, disabled folks to the point that they can't serve, guess what? Biden gets to appoint the replacement. Well, who's being threatened? Is it Sotomayor? Is it any of the, the scumbag left-wing Supreme Court justices that are being threatened? No, 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 not at all. It's Kavanaugh, Alito, Amy Coney Barrett, and Justice Thomas, right? They're the ones who are getting the most angst and ire against them. Biden would love to appoint another justice. You can't just say, well, you know, they were taken out in an assassination, so we, we demand that you, Biden, put in a conservative. No, it won't happen, folks. That's not how it goes. So now do you understand? Why the Attorney General's Office, the Department of Justice, the FBI, state police in Maryland, Washington, D.C., those police are not stopping the harassment and they're allowing the threats. It's the same shit that happened in 2020. They threatened businesses. They, they looted businesses. They burned businesses and the police stood by and watched because local politicians wouldn't allow them to go in. State leaders wouldn't allow them to go in. The state police, the National Guard, they should have been called in and stopped this crap. Now, what gets me here, what absolutely gets me is it, California, Oregon, Washington, Illinois, New York, Right. Uh, and then smaller jurisdictions like Atlanta. Right. It's just a city, just a scumbag city. Right. They allowed this to go on. How come other states it wasn't allowed? How come down in Florida? How come over in Texas? How come up in Tennessee? They're like, no, 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 no. You're not doing that here. You want to have a protest? Fine. You'll not get violent. And they didn't. Isn't it interesting that if you tell them you're going to enforce the law and arrest their dumbasses, they don't break the law. But when you allow them to break the law and they don't get arrested, they just do it more. <coughs> Unbelievable. Oh, <laughs> by the way, in New York City, indoor mask advisory is back. You bet, folks. The health officials are telling New Yorkers to wear N95 masks indoors and around crowds outside. Well, isn't that crazy? Because they worked so well last time to protect the world. 
I don't think so. Okay. <sighs> unbelievable. Just unbelievable, right? Let's see what you guys want to talk about. We've got subscriber user. <laughs> Japan's Minister Abe. That's uh, uh, Shinzo Abe. Uh, his assassination in Japan. A country with the toughest gun control. Abe is the father of modern monetary theory, which First World has adopted. <clears throat> it's my understanding that modern monetary theory isn't all that modern. It's actually just a, a new name for uh, deficit spending that has been going on for the last hundred years. Um, maybe he was the father of the terminology. Anyways, uh, Japan has the toughest gun control on the planet, right? Apparently, the gun that was used was some sort of homemade, modified, weird thing with some shotgun shells in it. And I watched the footage of the former prime minister getting shot in the back. Um, strange, to say the very least. Strange to say the least. But yeah, that's um, this assassination comes at a time that's pretty worrisome for me uh, because of the similarities between the buildup for World War One and the military buildup and, and sides that are being chosen now. You know, Abe was considered very conservative, very, very conservative. He did not like globalists over there. And I think that's a good thing. Um, it's it's very unnerving when you see this, right? Why would he be killed? I mean, was the guy really um, just a patsy? Was he some mind-controlled nut that got turned loose? It's really kind of hard to say, right? It, it just is. I don't, I watched, like I said, I watched the footage of it, folks. And the, if a shotgun was used, the distance from the shooter to where Abe was, is rather suspect. You know, long ways away. <clears throat> and uh, especially for a makeshift weapon to be effective at that range, it was very suspicious to me. I don't like it. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if there's some secondary, uh, shall we say, shooters going on. And also the fact that uh, for someone as, as prominent, famous, and powerful as he was, to, to have uh, just an open space behind him where someone could just walk up. It just seemed odd. I don't understand Japanese law and culture uh, very well. But looking at the scene, it just seemed very suspicious that this was allowed to happen. And that has been a, a claim that's been around a long time is that assassinations don't happen. Assassinations are allowed to happen. Now, what's incredible to me is... Um, there apparently are Chinese restaurants and shops celebrating uh, Shinzo Abe's assassination with uh, food specials and lottery tickets. You know, I've got that story right here. Uh, let's see. I want to find out where this is, where the celebrations are being held by, right? Oh, mainland China. Okay. It's not going on in America that I know of, and that's good. <clears throat> but yeah, it's um, it would appear to me that we're hearing assassination is how we take care of our problems these days. I want to call back again to the fact that they have been uh, polled. They've been asked. Young Democrats, 40% of young Democrats believe that Assassination is an acceptable form of uh, political retaliation to get rid of your political opponents. I guess that's where we're at in everything, folks. 
it's now okay to just start assassinating people. I don't think assassination has ever been considered honorable, uh, but it does take care of problems. I know that. It takes care of problems. Look at what's happened now. We've got Shinzo Abe has been assassinated. And, it, and this 40-year-old person who was uh, frustrated, I guess he feels vindicated now. He's happy. I mean, we have in, in America the form uh, assassination form comes in uh, mass shootings and you go to where, right, they're gun-free zones, schools, and these left-wing lunatics decide they're going to assassinate as many as they can. I mean, that's where they're at. Oh, by the way, has everyone forgot about the Buffalo shooter? Has everyone forgot about Uvalde? Has everyone already forgot about the Highland Park shooter? The attention span of America is incredibly low. Unless something affects you directly. I know uh, Uman has several on several occasions talked about the 72-hour news cycle and how they have to keep it going. They have to keep something new out there to scare us and control us and convince us to give up our rights. <clears throat> but it seems that they have uh, they continue to keep us so busy that, w that they can't even get any traction. They can't get anywhere, right? They're still pissed off about the Roe v. Wade being not overturned, but handed back to the states, a state's right issue. They're still trying to make some hay out of that. So uh, today, Joe Biden signed an executive order uh, trying to let the world know that he really cares about women's rights and that these are serious health issues. Uh, you know, that's, I guess, that's just the world we live in, folks. It's the world we live in, right? I mean, I've got another story here, folks. In Philadelphia, police seek a gang of uh, children in the beating death of an elderly black man. Um, there's a gang of black children, an elderly black man, black on black violence. What is going on? Why, why is life so cheap now? Why is it that old people are being assaulted and punched uh, whether it's old white people, old black people, old Asian people getting assaulted in New York City, all the way across the country into San Francisco, but it's always in the big cities. It just always is. You know, what's the deal with these kids, these youths that think that, well, you know, if you're an older person, your life has no value. Is there something that's kind of being taught here or not being taught that that is similar to why young Democrats think assassination of political opponents is fine. I think it really is part of a wider sickness that's going on. <clears throat> I really do. I think it's part of a wider sickness. When I was a, uh, when I was a young man in my teens, I used to think, what's with these terrorists they, around the world? At that time, terrorism was in the Middle East and the Middle East only. I thought, what, what's the deal with this terrorism? Don't they value human life the way we Americans do? And, and perhaps, you know, as, a, as an American young man, that was a mature thought to have. For me, I just thought, why are they so willing to kill? Doesn't, doesn't life matter over there? And um, I guess as we move forward in time, we're finding out that for people who don't respect freedom and liberty. They don't respect life or value it. That's the difference between me and you and all of them is they don't care. Now, you and I were raised with morals. We, at the very least, you know, had moral parents, probably went to church, you know, valued the Constitution, understood it, studied it, recognized it, and believed that we all have a right to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. And that gives life and liberty value when we all respect it and we all want it when no one wants liberty and no one cares about other people's lives then i thought i guess you know blood is cheap and that's why in other countries like some middle eastern countries like some south american countries like some african countries like some hell some asian countries life is cheap it's not valued and you end up 
in cultures or with culture where murder is just fine, where it seems to be an acceptable part of society. Now we have rich people who just want war. I make money off it. White House unveils $400 million more. $400 million more in military aid to Ukraine. We, we just found out that they're now sending their troops over and wanting them to fight hand-to-hand, one-on-one insurgency groups. And we're going to send $400 million more. I imagine... million would have paid for all of the ammunition that they've used so far. Unbelievable. It's just, it's just shocking to me. What do you want to talk about here on the prepared mind channel? It is now your turn. And we got Mel Nicole checking in, uh, and writes, I guess this is Mel and Nicole (laughs) have increased food supplies dramatically and run out of space. Now utilizing crawl space, yesterday was 85 degrees under there. What's the worst case scenario in Texas heat? Beans, rice, pasta, all in mylar. Okay. Uh, Number one, it's important to note that uh, rice, beans, and pasta, if they're sealed in mylar, you're good. right? If you have uh, silica desiccate packs, that is packs that absorb moisture, you're pretty good. Um. 85 degrees is pretty hot. Uh, it's not the worst, though, right? If, if you can, um, well, what, what's worse than just a little heat is hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold. You know, the severe heating up and then the cooling off. Um, you're in an interesting predicament where you've got that much food and that you're storing it in the crawl space. Um, one thing I might recommend, and these are the types of things I think we're going to talk about when I have my prepper coach sessions coming up, where I talk to you guys individually. We set aside a time during the day, during the week, where we sit down for an hour and we talk one-on-one. And I offer my opinion and we discuss some of your scenarios. So this will be a good freebie right here to let you know how I think. Now, under your house, it gets very hot. What if you were to take plywood and set up, right, in, in the center of the house, set up a plywood wall, put some tech foam insulation, right, get some insulation foam and line that, right, and keep it uh, so that the heat is out and that the cold from the crawl hole, right? Or the the access to the crawl space, it stays open. So your air conditioned house can go down, right? And keep that area cool. And the insulation and the plywood will keep the heat in the other parts of under the house. You can make insulated areas under your house, in other words. Now, a lot of homes are insulated uh, or they're underground enough that they maintain a a cooler temperature storing food under your house is a good idea it just is it's it's out of the way now uh, i'm glad you have increased your food supplies dramatically hopefully you have uh, plans to help yourself and others when times get tight times get tough or we have an absolute shutdown in the food supply for i don't know a week or two or three weeks definitely Uh, your food supply is going to act as an inflation buffer. And so I also recommend that uh, you rotate your food, make sure you eat the old stuff before uh, the, you know, the date goes bad on it. Uh, But it's, it's tough. It's tough to do, right? How much is enough? How much is too much? I recommend uh, doing that. If you can figure out a way to insulate uh, section under your house to help keep it cooler than the 85 degrees. It may not be 70 degrees like the inside of your house. It may be 75. Now that heat, it will degrade the quality of the stored items uh, quicker at 85 degrees than it would at 75. But it's not that significant. It's not so huge that 
the difference between that food lasting uh, 10 years and five years. It would probably be instead of that food lasting 10 years, it would only last, say, eight. It's not that big of a deal. Now, of course, uh, getting hotter, 95 degrees, 105 degrees, that's really freaking hot, you know. Still, uh, food lasts, uh, especially when it's uh, dried. Beans, rice, pasta, especially since it's in mylar, you should be good. <clears throat> Very interesting uh, question. And um, Jolene is going to get the new preparedmind.club up and running. Uh, are we going to have that ready this weekend, Jolene? Let us know here. And when we can expect to have it, I, I, I've been dying to announce it. Uh, the preparedmind.club, folks, it's been revamped. The site looks awesome. It just, it just does. It looks awesome. I want to put the uh, address up. I want people to be able to go there and get what they need. And then we work on the next steps. We have an app coming and then we have Prepper Coach with John coming. And that's going to be quite, uh, quite an experience for me getting to, well, see you guys one-on-one. -on -one because I'm planning on using um, a streaming service that allows us both to access uh, uh, content. And we'll be talking camera to camera, just like you would with your parents or your kids or whatever else. All oh, right, we got Jolene says she's getting home today and she's going to contact the web host ASAP so it will be up to them. All right, she's going to get the preparedmind.club all set, hand it over to the web host. And folks, you guys pay for that. You're here at bam, subscribestar.com. You pay two bucks a month. Guess what? Your money goes to creating the preparedmind.club website. It pays for everything we have. You guys support this effort. This is our guerrilla warfare, folks. Information, psychological, communication, right? It's an info war, folks. And you guys are fighting it by speaking truth, by being free. Just the mere act of being free and being here is, is fighting the war against censorship, the war against silencing us, the war against destroying America, because that's what they're after. It is. It's exactly what they're after. Right. I mean, here's an example of what they're doing to try and take over our country. Well, it was called uh, drop boxes and ballot harvesting. They did that in the last election. Well, it turns out that that kind of stuff is illegal. In Wisconsin, the Supreme Court has ruled that drop boxes are illegal and that ballot harvesting is illegal. There are more states that are coming up and saying this is illegal. There are more states and places where political parties and organizations are saying, right, we don't like what happened and we don't want to see it ever happen again. <clears throat> this coming election in November is going to be tremendous, absolutely tremendous. By all accounts, the Democrats should lose tremendously. They should have their asses kicked off the planet. We know it. They know it. They know we know it. The Democrats know it, folks. Their own people are not happy. Their own people are pissed off. They don't like higher food prices. They don't like higher gas prices. Well, no shit, right? And why should they? Just because, wow, they're political leaders in office. And then lo and behold, we have the Supreme Court just handing down decision after decision after decision, bitch slapping these crazy socialist ideas. Right? The Second Amendment matters. Yeah, that's right. You can't have these illegal drop boxes next time. The left is going to lose huge folks. So guess what? Their effort their efforts to cheat are going to be massively huge. I sure hope that you are going to participate and volunteer in some way, some way to help out locally in local elections, because that's where they steal it at, folks. We saw them drop off boxes after boxes after boxes of ballots. Was that legal or was that illegal? We know that they put cardboard and paper up in windows so observers couldn't observe what they were doing. How is that legal? 
People should be breaking the doors down on that. I, I never thought I'd see the day in America where people were willing to cheat and destroy this country. But here we are. Here we are, folks. Has this Is this the first time it's ever happened? No, it's not. It's not even the first time this has ever happened in America, folks. It's just so flagrant and in our face now that it's hard to believe. It's, it's just so hard to believe. This week has been crazy, folks. It's been just absolutely crazy. Right When a United States senator suggests that the president of the United States is part of a crime syndicate that's involved in global sex scandals, what does that say about our country? It sounds like it's a third world banana republic. The only problem is third world banana republics are taking offense at that. They truly are. I mean, it's, it's incredible that nothing's been done. <clears throat> there is a Texas congressman. Let me give you his name. Representative Jody Arrington. He's working on a federal bill modeled after the Texas state law that bans abortion at six weeks of pregnancy. Right. He wants this to be the law of the land. Now, interestingly, the Democrats want to make a uh, federal law the other way and say that, no, it is totally legal. Um, what I don't understand is if you just look at this, not from um, a contraception standpoint or not from a, uh, who's responsible uh, for this, the male or the female, push all that aside. I, I think. The question comes down to, is government supposed to stop crime and protect Americans? Right. I think, are we supposed to follow the science or are we supposed to ignore the science? Right now, I know the Democrats say, follow the science for Cerveza bug. But don't follow the science for babies, right? We know that a baby can be born prematurely and the baby can live. Baby can be born a month, two months, three months, four months, five months premature. I remember folks 20 years ago or so, there was a picture. It was very controversial. <clears throat> and it was the picture of a baby's hand that was wrapped around a man's finger. Now, the reason it was controversial was that baby was still in the womb and there was surgery to correct a problem on, on the uh, mother and the baby. And it was an unborn baby. And of course, you know, this was highly controversial that to see a baby do something right like that. Yeah, they're alive. They're absolutely alive. And it just, it tears me up to think how callous so many people are to just say they're tissue. They're, they're just tissue. Well, folks, this guy right here, I am just tissue. Skin, muscle, bones internal organs. Hey, I had a, my kidney stones. I had a, at least three of them go through me, right? That tissue hurt like hell. The tiniest little pebble felt like a boulder was dropped on me. I just tissue. It was just a little tissue being scratched, just a few nerves being scratched. I can't imagine folks what it's like to have tissue just torn to pieces, right? It's just, it's, it's awful. I'm glad that Senator Ron Johnson, right, <clears throat> is calling out the, the Biden crime family. I'm glad he is. I'm glad uh, Representative uh, Jody Arrington is working on a, a law. And I also think <clears throat> that the government um, 
needs to help people understand there is contraception that actually works and it works every time maybe schools should be teaching that instead of uh, drag queen dancing maybe they ought to do that maybe they ought to get back to educating about responsibility maybe schools ought to do that maybe uh, both young men and young women need to realize they're responsible for their lives and to stop blaming other people when they make mistakes right that's uh, we have a lot of problems in this country folks right we need to get these young people back on board isn't it funny how the more left the country goes, the further leftist, socialist the education system is, the more screwed up the kids are, the more social problems we have? It's not an accident what is going on. This is all intentional. And uneducated, illiterate, unintelligent population is the exact opposite of what the founding fathers had in mind. When this country was founded, education, public education, was an idea that was new, absolutely new. Right? The idea that a, a educated population would be better for the country was new. Education wasn't just for the wealthy. It was going to be for everybody. And the founding fathers believed that an educated, shall we say, uh, populace would better serve themselves. They would know and understand what reading and writing was, what arithmetic was, but they would also be well-versed in history and politics. That if they could be taught the truth about history, the truth about politics, the truth about civics, our country and our constitution and our laws, that people would value them and respect them and understand what happens when you don't value and respect them. And that's where we've come. 250 years later, the people in this country are learning how the ignorant on the street have no idea how this country was formed, the reasons it was fought for. They just think, well, they can just complain and they'll get what they want. It's unbelievable to me. <clears throat> do we have any more questions, Jolene, or are we going to wrap it up on this free-for-all Friday? I know I was getting a little bit preachy there again. <laughs> I just love my country. I love freedom. I love liberty. I love America, the idea of it, and I can't stand the idea. Thank you very much, Jolene. I can't stand the idea of these leftists out here who hate America. They have run for political position. They have spent lots of money to get elected just to destroy this country. That, my friends, is treason and ought to be treated accordingly. And I pray that someday we do that. I went and got my hair cut. Got my hair cut today. And you should have heard what the barber was saying to me. The barber, folks, a barber at a barber shop who doesn't know me from Adam, just sees what I look like, sits in a chair and says, give me basic uh, high and tight. It's not too tight up top, though. <laughs> and the barber tells me how they need this country fixed, how they've had it. People on the street have had it, folks. America misses its freedom and liberty, and America, I think, is ready to start fighting for it. It's going to start this summer and this fall. And by fighting, I don't mean guns and bullets. By fighting, I mean arguing, debating, and then voting for it. Chance favors the prepared mind. There's a lot of prepared minds out there that remember America and they want it back. Are you prepared? And what are you prepared to do for your country? God bless America. Semper Fi.